out the Junior High Ministry Podcast at Mariner's Church. For this and more content, check us out online at marinerschurch.org slash jhm. Uh, this week's been a really cool week for me. Uh, I usually have uh, weeks that are stupendous, but this weekend has been more stupendous than all other weekends that I've ever had in my entire life. I know you're, you're wondering why, okay? There's a reason why. There, there's this girl who I was dating. She's no longer my girlfriend anymore. All right. No longer my girlfriend anymore. There's a picture of me and her. And it, it, she's no longer my girlfriend. And she, this is us at the beach. She's uh, and the next slide explains why. Because she is now my fiance. I know. I could not be more excited. It is the best ever. I am totally uh, crazy in love with her. And, um, and she's actually in the background. She just came in. So there she is in the green. She's beautiful. So... There you go. I mean, text, I got tons of likes on, my, on our Instagram picture and, and tons of text messages from people who are just super excited for, uh, for us, and it's just great. I love her. But uh, you know what? I'm really pumped for this weekend, too, because uh, I'm getting to teach about something that is really near and dear to me. It's something that I think is really important, and it's in our week two of Love Without Walls. And we're talking about something that, this is the thing, I think I do this really well. Okay, I think I do this really, really well, and, in, and typically, most other people think they do it really well also. I think we have a slide coming up. So, uh, yes, I feel that I do this a lot. Uh, I feel I can do this a lot. I feel I do it very well when I do it. Um, and, and it's this thing uh, thought of as compassion, this idea of compassion, and thinking of others before yourself and putting their needs before yours. And, and I feel that I do it really, really well, and, uh, it, but sometimes, uh, and it hasn't always been that way. See, sometimes there are things that actually uh, make it difficult for me, and this is, this is me, maybe it's not you, this is me. There are some things that have been a big deal for me uh, in stopping me from showing compassion uh, when I was younger, and even sometimes now still, but I, it's still something I think I do really well, right? See, location has always been a thing for me. Uh, when I think of being compassionate to other people and, and showing compassion, showing love to other people, uh, location is something that always stops me. I always think, well, that, that's super far. I mean, there's, there's Orange County right there. And, you know, I live over in here in Irvine, but Santa Ana's just so far, and Anaheim's so far, and Laguna's so far. So, you know, I can't have an impact that far away, right? But, I, you know, but, I love, I, but I'm really compassionate. I love showing compassion. But location's always an issue. Uh, next, uh, you know, the unknown. You know, there's this fear of the unknown. You know, I don't really know what to expect if I do this. Like, if I actually go and do and show compassion and serve and get involved with people where they're at, there's a lot of unknowns there. Like, I, I don't know where they're from. I don't know what their story is. Like, I don't know if I'm going to say the right thing or do the right thing. Uh, what if I mess up? Uh, and this, this fear uh, is crippling sometimes because it leads us to an action, you know, uh, unacceptable to God. You know, this idea that there's no way that I could do, like, like there's no way I can be as compassionate as I want to be because th th there's this God on the other end of the phone yelling, you are unacceptable to me because of the things you've done. And that's just me. Maybe that's not you. Maybe it's just me. But I like to be compassionate. But sometimes these things that fear, you know, this idea of, of fear it's something that I lived with for a very long time when I thought of serving others and being compassionate to others. Like this idea of, uh, uh, of, of the, you know, the unexpected and what's out there and, and this fear of, you know, I can't do it because if I do it and I mess up and, and I don't want to wreck people's lives maybe worse than, than, uh, than in my own is. And I don't want to, I'm afraid of it. I'm, I'm afraid. I have fear. You know, that was me. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it was just me. You know, Change isn't helpful. Changing one isn't helpful. You know, uh, I'm sure, Jared, Jared, I'm putting you on the spot. How many diapers do you think you've changed in your life? 
Five. 5,000 diapers, okay? Now, in one day I will have a child, and, uh, and potentially it'll be with, with Brittany, and in, I will most likely change tons of diapers. Now, listen, doing one diaper is okay. Anyone can do one diaper, right? And, you know, you just do one diaper, and like, hey, this is fun. Like, I'm playing dad, or I'm playing mom, whatever, I'm a babysitter. All right, one diaper is nothing in comparison to the 5,000 that Jared has probably done. And this is what we do. We look at that and we say, well, helping one person, I mean, that's just one person, right? I'm not really making a difference. That's just one guy. Now, how, you know, compassion uh, destroys darkness and brings life. You know, compassion is made to do this thing that destroys darkness and brings light to people, where they're at, in their lives. You know, uh, as I've grown up and as I, you know, been doing ministry more, and as I really see what it looks like for, for compassion to take place in the lives of people, I've come to see this really reoccurring theme, and it's, it's our next slide. It's about uh, um, compassion cares about other people. See, this is like, compassion is not about you as much as it's about other people. You know, compassion is about loving others and their needs and where they're at, showing love and, and showing understanding and the willingness to go and do. You know, darkness isn't for that. Darkness will tell you some things, and this is what it says. It'll start off by saying this to you. It'll say that, that the most important thing is you. It'll tell you that the most important thing you can do with your life is you. And if it, you just keep looking in the mirror and seeing you and your needs and, your, and you. Don't think about other people. You don't have time for that. They're too far away. They're too, there's too many unknowns. You know, the most important thing is power, right? I mean, I, mean you know, I want power. I want authority. I want to be in charge. Like, I, want, I, want the, when, I want position so when I say something, it gets done. You know, I, I want that. I, you know, it's about that, right? I mean, I can't, you know, it's, there's too many unknowns there. And what if God doesn't accept me to do these things? You know, status, right? I mean, I can't serve. What if my friends see that I'm doing this? My, I can't tell my friends that I'm going to, going to Santa Ana to help, help people out there in the chili truck and the homeless and serving them. What are they going to think of me? They're all going to the mall today. I mean, what are they going to think when they see pictures on Facebook of me just, just serving and giving and doing? You know, it's about position, Right? I mean, it's about, you know, becoming the president of your, you know, your school or it's become, you know, getting a great position at work. And, I, you know, we see this all the time at work. People are, are so concerned with them and you and, you know, getting, you know, this great position, this great title and getting the office and getting the car. It, it's about you. It's about position for you. It's not about them. That's what darkness tells us. It's not about other people. It's about you. Now, the, the, the most important thing here is it, it relies on fear, and lies, and anger. You know, this fear of doing, and going, and serving, this fear to show compassion to people, because there's so many unknowns, and because there's so many more important things, right, that are all focused on you, and lies, that, that, that I can't do this. Now, this is me. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's me. But these lies of you can't do this, you're not good enough, the anger. Now, this is the thing. We see this guy who enters into human history. His name is Jesus. Now, Jesus had some very radical things to say about what it meant to show compassion, to love others, to serve. You know, he said, uh, this is in the book of um, uh, Mark, I believe. Uh, he, he, put others he put people before things. This is what he said in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Now, this is something that he said, but there's actually another guy named John who listened to a lot of the things that Jesus said. And this is, this is what he said. Let us not love with words or speech, 
but an action. I mean, I look at that, and I look at a guy that, that walked around with Jesus and learned from him and saw examples just like this. It's out of, it's out of the book of John in the Bible. And we teach out of this every single week. So if you have one, you guys should bring it with you. And if you don't have one, I'd love to give you one for free before you leave today because we believe all truth comes from here. Now, this is what Jesus taught and what he did. Not by words, but in action. This is what he did. Pay attention to the screen. Verse number one, chapter nine. As he went along, he saw a man blinded from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents, that he was born blind. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is, as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed, and he came home seeing. That's mind-blowing. I mean, Jesus is walking around with his buddies, with his friends, like his pals, right? I mean, he has position in this group. He's the leader of these 12 guys. I mean, he has, you know, he's, he's popular. Tons of people come to hear him teach. He makes time for this guy. And this is what it says in the next verse. Verse number eight. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, is this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that it, he was. Others said, no, he, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then will your eyes open, they asked, and he replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to, walk, to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked him. I don't know, he said. I don't know where he is. He didn't stick around. I mean, what does that look like? What example is that giving us? You know, personal hands-on being the light of the world. Uh, Jesus who's walking around saying that I'm not concerned uh, with, with, with just lobbing things over the wall to people. You know, I'm not interested in yelling across the street, hey, hey buddy, I, I see you're in need, but you know, go to the pool, you're fine. No, 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 don't come over here, stay over there. No, no, no. He wanted to be hands-on with this guy in need. He made time for it in front of his friends, in front of everyone. He, he, he wanted to come to be the light in the world. See, compassion is about bringing light. It, it, and he saw that this wasn't just uh, someone in need. That this wasn't just an isolated incident. This wasn't just a shame or a sin that was causing this guy's life. No, this was an opportunity to show the work of God to people. Man, when's the last time I've looked at opportunities like that? When's the last time I looked around and said, man... That's a shame. That, what, what happened to that guy? What must he have done to be in those shoes? How often do I say those things instead of saying like Jesus, this is an opportunity to show the work of God in action. You know, Jesus was responsive. He responded to something right in front of him. It was off his agenda, 
That's what compassion looks like. It wasn't scheduled. It wasn't, it wasn't on the itinerary of the day. It wasn't like, I'm going to go to the mall, and then I'm going to go get some food, and then I'm going to go, I'm going to go hang out with my friends and play some video games, and if I get some time, maybe I'll fit them in between 3 and 3.15, maybe. And, and then I'll, you know, I'll do stuff with them, and I'll, I'll, I'll do these works, I'll do these things, but then I'm going to go back to my friends, and I'm going to go get, get some food, and you know, I'm going to go back and you know, go. Uh, it wasn't on the agenda. Totally interruptible. Made time. See, you are armed with God's compassion. See, this is the thing. I really believe this, and I've seen it in my own life. Eventually, yours will run out. Eventually, you will run out of compassion, out of energy. It, you can start this thing, and you can, you can say, like, oh, I see the needs of people, and I want to be a part of that. Oh, I see them on the side, and that's not just look at that person. Look how sad that is. This is an opportunity to do the work of God. You will run out of that. You will. Now, God says that I am the one who's going to fill you up. So, so we're not mobilizing do-gooders. We're not mobilizing a team of students and a group of students and families to say, oh, I'm going to go out for a weekend. I'm going to check it off the list. I'm going to send that card into Kenton or to Jared or to Justin to let them know that I did it and so that I'm good for a year or so. No, no, no. We're not mobilizing people to yelling across the road, hey, pal, I see you over there. Is everything all right? Let me, we'll figure it out later. Here's some money. No, 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 just take the money. No, 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 don't talk to me. Don't, I can't come over there. I can't make time in my day. No, what would people think? What would, how would people look at me? No, 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 I can't do those things. I'll give you some cash, though. I'll go through my clothes. I'll give you some of my old clothes. And then I'll see, I'll, then you guys are fine. And I'll, what, or we have what it takes to change the world. I believe that. You know, I look at the person of Jesus, I look at this, this humble servant who's armed with compassion, changing the world, one guy, doing it one guy at a time. See, how a humble servant, armed with compassion, can change the world? He makes himself available, and he does it. He goes. He serves. He finds opportunities to make much of the work of God. So, well, there's a question then, a question that we're probably all asking. What is love in action? And for that, I'm going to invite up my very good friend, Alex Beaverson, who works on staff here with Junior High. A lot of you guys know him. And he's going to talk to us about what love in action looks like. Alex. I want to tell you guys a story. There was a, a woman. I mean, she's about 55 today. But um, she didn't grow up with, a parent, with parents, and she actually had to live on the street in one of the most dangerous cities in the entire world, in San Salvador, El Salvador. She was abused by her parents. She was abused by other people, and the only thing that she felt like she could do was to sell herself to others to get money just to live. So that she found that this was the only way that she could really make a living. She found herself getting pregnant many times to many different guys. And she doesn't know where her children are today. It wasn't until one day that somebody reached out to her. Somebody from the church said, you're loved. Jesus loves you. This woman today now has an orphanage with over 15 different children ages from 6 to 16. And she is living what the church wants to be to the world. She now was reached, and now she has the ability 
to reach others who are in her same situation. The reality is that none of us in this room truly understand what poverty is. But poverty in the Bible actually is when we all, we all are poor. We seem to equate poorness with money. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says we all are poor. And Jesus came down to earth to give us what we do not deserve. We just saw a tent over there. It talked about how our church was reaching the world, was going out not just to those people that are like us, not to just those people in our schools that have meals every day, but to going into the world and reach those people who don't have money, who are marginalized, who are poor, who don't understand what compassion is. And the Bible says to go to those people and show them compassion, just like that woman in El Salvador is doing. To go to those people who need it most and say, Jesus loves you. Humble servants with a compassionate heart can change the world. We have an ability, we, we have a chance, an opportunity here in our church coming up on November 4th. On your way out, you're going to get one of these passes. It's called a one-day bus pass. And this is the thing that you actually have to go to with your parents because it's the first time we're doing this as a junior high. You have to go up to your parents and actually say, Mom and Dad, I want to serve. I don't, I don't just want to walk around and, and keep ignoring these people who need help, but I actually want to go and help them. And so you have to go to your parents, take this card, and you have to sign up online with your entire family. It's a great opportunity for us to go into the world armed with compassion and change it and change the world how Jesus wanted to change it. We are going to have some opportunities coming up in December where we are actually going to go serve Chile and actually start collecting some clothing that we can give to them on a regular basis. And that we, as a junior high, can now join the story that we saw over there in the church. And we can join the story and see what God is doing in the world. We're going to do something. Uh, we're going to do a response time that's really going to put this into action. And you guys might see these bricks here on the stage, and these are from the, uh, the 5 o'clock service from yesterday. And I, this is what we asked them to do. This is what we're going to ask you to do. We have four tables set up back here. We're going to have leaders at those tables, so leaders, you guys can disperse to the tables. And we're all going to, in a moment, stand up, and uh, in a moment, and we're going to go to different tables, and we're going to find bricks at different tables. And this is what we're going to write down. But this is what I believe. I believe that there in all of us, in me, in you, I'm no different. I filled out one of these bricks last night. I might do another one today. There are things that are barriers between us and serving and us and being involved and being compassionate and, and being love in action with people. There's things. You know, I look at some of these. You know, time is on here and fear. Not having faith is a big one. Popularity is a big one. Serving in public for someone, that was a barrier. You know, the danger of it. That's a barrier for somebody. Time's a big one over here. Time, danger. I think that one was mine. Not being good enough. So these are all from junior high students just like you. Now I know there's things that you're thinking about that is you. This is you. This is your reason for why this is a barrier between you and being involved in compassion and, and love for others. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to let you guys stand up, and we're going to dismiss you to a table. Grab a brick, 
fill it out, and when you are done writing whatever word you want, whatever your barrier is, I want you to bring it right up here to the stage, right where I'm standing, and start stacking these bricks. And we're going to make a wall out of it together. And they can be anything. You know, this is for you. This isn't for your friend. is isn't for the one next to you. It isn't for someone who's already written one down. It's not for what you think it should be. It's for what it is for you. Everyone will have something different in some ways. So write them down. Bring them up. You're the God of the city, you're the king of these people, you're the Lord of this nation, you are, you're the light in this darkness, you're the hope to the hopeless, you're the peace to the restless, you are. is no one like our God For greater things have yet to come Greater things still to be done in this city Greater things have yet to come Greater Still to be done here. Just keep bringing them up, guys. This is great. You're the Lord of creation, the creator of all things. You're the king above all kings. You are. You're the strength in our weakness. Ma'am. I'm seeing some of these bricks up here. Fear. Time and my friends serving in public. Lazy. That's honest. Man, that's honest. I get that. Family. Family problems. I fear that people will deny me. That's honest. You know, those bricks are still coming up, man. You know, times like this, when I see bricks written out like this, it gets me really excited because I, I, I know that with all the fun, with all the wild stuff we do in junior high, which I love, that there are moments like this that we can see each other for the truth, for what we really are, for the feelings we have, for the worries we have, for the insecurities we have. And there's freedom in that. There's freedom we have in being able to share it with one another. That's a good thing. You know, uh, we're going to be stacking this wall up. We're going to keep stacking it up next service, 11 o'clock. And, and I really want you guys to come back next week because during this week, the staff, we're going to be doing something with this wall. And we're going to have a video for it next week. And I think you guys are going to like it. Your parents have probably already been dismissed and they're actually probably going through the same experience you guys went through. So I'm going to dismiss you guys. I'm going to pray and let you go. And you can meet up with them. Let me pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for moments like this that we can be real with ourselves and real with you. And there are some 
There are some real things in these bricks. It's not made up. These are not surface level. There are some real things that are barriers between us and compassion. But Lord, your goal is to remove that. Your goal is to be the example. Your goal is to lead the way, and you did through your son, Jesus. So Lord, let uh, the serve bus experience we're doing be the start of something new in the lives of students. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us, for being who you are. We pray this in your name. Amen. Guys, you're dismissed. Thank you for coming, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.